It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan and intern Rob. And uh, boys, we've had a a pretty eventful week all around with lots of stuff happening uh, on and off the field. And, um, I mean, Rob, I had to uh, circumvent your uh, – or your your news is probably still more exciting than mine. But, um, yeah, we, 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 Ryan, we just need you to do something exciting in your personal life now and we'll be we'll be off and running next week. What do you got for, planned for us? <laughs> oh, jeez, mate, I don't know if I've got anything left. You've uh, you've stolen – you two have stolen the thunder. Have you announced it yet, Mark? No, oh, I didn't put it on here. Obviously, we've, I've got a fair few – uh, members of our on my Facebook um, who are who are in the group, uh, but for those of you that don't know, so I uh, actually missed a fair bit of football over the weekend because I was busy getting engaged. So uh, hey. yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's my uh, exciting news. I missed uh, Valentine Holmes putting the final daggers into my uh, hopes in, in the main cash head to head league that I'm in. This week when I lost by three points and um, thanks to Valentine Holmes scoring just enough points to to finish me off after I was given some late hope with a tarpony injury. <laughs> so, uh, boys, uh, it's it's an interesting one. I, I, I guess we, we might start with some off-the-field um, rugby league-related stuff. And, um, Rob, give us your thoughts around uh, the Ricky Stewart twenty five thousand dollar fine, one game suspension. What are you What are your thoughts around him? I know you're a big fan of Ricky. Yeah, I've just I've just seen that actually. Um, oh, just haven't the memes just been on fire this week about about the um, weak dog, weak, weak gutted dog? I've just enjoyed I've enjoyed it so much. Um, I think oh, it's it's so tough, isn't it? Like I think it wasn't on. He shouldn't have you know dragged a. 23 year old through the dirt but there was probably just a way he could have done it where everyone would have known kind of what he was talking about and what he was referring to without actually saying the words that he said um i think the i think the fine is probably fine and yeah it sounded like they were going to come down hard on him so i'm not surprised they gave him a week what do you what do you boys think i mean you get a week off for having covid like (laughs) i mean yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I, Personally, I, mean, I would have absolutely thrown the book at him and dumped him for the rest of the year, and and I'd be asking him to justify why he should be in a position of influence over young people and be given the privilege of um, participating in the NRL moving forward. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this hasn't really changed my opinion of Ricky Stewart because I think I've made no. my opinion on Ricky pretty clear in the past. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of him, and, yeah, this has just reinforced it for mine, but... I mean, it's probably still, a good segue. He'll still keep his so, job, won't he? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and, and how predictable? How predictable? Like, I think everyone was calling it that event. Like, there was going to be articles coming out defending him, and like within a, a day, Paul Kent. You know, yeah, Paul Kent's coming out. Yeah, <laughs> like clockwork. So predictable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if it was any other coach, if it was even if it was like Craig Bellamy, the 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 bloodhounds would be out. But it's just because mm. it's him, and he's got so many mates in the media. He's just able to sweep it under the rug, sweep it under the rug, and and we move along. Uh, but um, I mean, I mean, outside of that, there's there's a couple of injuries 
we might just, you know, make our way through the um, the teams here and then circle back. Similarly to last week, seemingly that uh, format worked well. I mean, the Panthers come, come in straight up with fairly unchanged. Now, I saw somebody commenting, um, was it Taylor Mays being pictured in a sling or something? Is that, yeah. was that you? Yeah, um, the Channel 7 was reporting apparently he turned up strain today and with his arm in a sling. So I guess he's uh, that's one to watch for potential owners given that they play on Thursday and Charlie yeah. Staines lurking down there in 18. So that could be a, another potential headache for those who own him. Yep. Um, I actually missed a fair bit of football on the weekend, so I have no idea what happened in that Raiders-Panthers game at all. Um, obviously, Kikiao, not named either. He didn't play last week, though. I think he's injured. Yeah, What's his yeah sort he was of- yeah. out last week. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, and then, obviously, we've got the Storm here um, with Munster, who played fullback and just absolutely torched me as the captain against me in my head-to-head last week um, before, you know, Hines almost dug me out of that hole. Um, if I Obviously, if we both had a Captain Hines, I would have won that that matchup as well, which is pretty tough. But um, So Meany goes back to fullback here. He's coming back from his AC. I think it was an AC. Um, and, I mean, they're still short. It's, I guess it's basically back to full strength, that side now. Aside from Jerome Hughes, obviously big out for anyone who's hanging on to him at the final now in the coffin for anyone that wants to rely on him this week. Mm, yeah, that's uh, another little blow, isn't it? But um, yeah. he was probably a sell anyway if you could if you had the trade up your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a big, 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 big win for the Panthers there, which is surprising. But I guess we'll we'll see what happens when it comes through. So um, on to the next game here, Warriors coming up against the Bulldogs. Warriors naming a different team again, which is nothing new. Um, Curran back at lock. You and eight came back on the edge, which is nice. Uh, other than that, probably nothing particularly fantasy notable. Viliami Vilea signing. Uh, and then for the Bulldogs, they're sort of as per program what they've been looking at, plus minus one irrelevant player or another through the course of the process there. Uh, Parramatta and the Rabbitohs should be one of the games of the round, I would think. Uh, Parramatta um, naming Ryan Madison to back up after his quote-unquote HIA. Um, I don't know if there was any sort of uh, – was it? did you like see any sort of uh, – I saw it was then or physio said it, but, I mean, was it obvious in the telecast that there was something that happened to him or – No, not not for me. Yeah. I don't even know he'd come off for an HIA, to be honest, until I saw the physio's post. So yeah, it's pretty so, innocuous. Yeah. yeah, and then obviously Dylan Brown doing great things uh, last week as well. For the Rabbitohs, we got um, – what, who's missing here? Jackson Paulo, is he injured? No, he's in um, center. Um, oh, they've just put um, – oh, Tony Milne's out. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the players that are relevant there are there I'm playing. Um, Roosters and Cowboys. Roosters looking as per program. Verrill's name to back up. Radley name to back up after Radley had this big, you know, gashed open head and I think Verrill's had a HAA or something of some description. Uh, and then um, oh, Nat Butcher with his 37 tries just to start my week off really bad last week. <laughs> wasn't wasn't good. Um, uh, for the Cowboys, looking pretty normal. Ruben Cotter named to start for the first time in a while. It's nice there, and I'm sure that'll be a, a great matchup as well. Uh, West Tigers versus the Sharks. Um, <laughs> that, this should be actually really interesting because the Tigers seem to be sort of not as bad but still bad. You'd know, like to think the Sharks would be wanting to put 13-plus on them to, to be serious here. Fantasy-wise, nothing interesting from either team. 
Broncos and the Knights. Uh, Renko Lee's back. Uh, Marin is out for anyone that decided to take him as a cash out. Uh, and then... You out too. Oh, testing you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I, my the social media would tell me he had a shocker. Um, I didn't see it, uh, but he, um, yeah, yeah, he, he made yeah. quite a few errors. Yeah, yep. Uh, and then the knights. Uh, what, what do we say about the knights? That hasn't been said already. David Clem is back. Probably a good thing for people that have him. Um, Bitch Barnett, not named. Uh, is he in? Yeah, he's having surgery. He's having surgery on a uh, broken finger, I believe. Is he? <laughs> um, the, the Raiders up against the Dragons. Um, <laughs> Coachless, uh, but Adam Elliott bounced back with a nice mid fifty score. Uh, Dragons fairly fantasy irrelevant. Uh, I see one. Obviously. Who? Tapani out, obviously. Oh yeah, Tarpany. He doesn't. Lots of people don't have. They didn't get him last week, did they? <laughs> not if not if we told not if they listened to us and got Cam Murray instead. Yeah, mate. Oh, mate. Yeah. Or Isaiah Yo, who got freshly added to the game last week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see um, our good friend of the show who um, didn't have a comment on the uh, or didn't have a question. Just wanted to let us know that he is the one person who still still owns Ben Hunt owns Ben Hunt and he got a good score last week. <laughs> Happy for uh, nice little 55 there. Yeah, you've it. done well, mate. Yeah, good hold. And then the uh, the Titans round us out against the Sea Eagles, uh, continuing to not name Toby Sexton. Um, they'll probably do another week of uh, pretending to pass Dave for feet of the ball but not actually giving it to him. Um, and then Manly, obviously, back to normal or still looking fairly normal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's probably it, really, for the the team wraps. So, um, boys, I guess the key areas of concern this week, um, obviously we touched on it, number one's probably the absence of one Joseph Tarpany. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume there's a lot of people who spent their last trades trading Nathan Cleary to Tarpany last week only to find that he's now uh, unavailable this week. Um, the obvious... You know, trade-in targets are, you know, the guys we've already spoken about, though, Murray, Papali'i, you know, these types of guys. Um, where it starts getting interesting again is, is you know, in the tier below that, in the uh, the Offengawi, Yo, Haas. I don't want to say the name Sean Lane, but he got another mid-60s score. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, what what's going on? Like, boys, what's going on this year? Because, I mean... Sean Lane just good. So don't is, do we is, have to say is, it? Is any season where Sean Lane is highly fantasy relevant just does it just not count? Are we in the matrix? <laughs> Simulation confirmed. I reckon we just call it off. Give Will, good friend of the show, Will the trophy and the, the, uh, count. the Trident voucher, and then start again next year. Stop the count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did. We didn't mention that. Yeah, our friend of the show, Will, he's moved up to first overall. He's got a slim two point lead over second. Has he got so. any trades left? Yeah, I think he's got a couple. Oh, very good. Yeah, no, he was in the DMs asking about whether he should trade Ryan Madison, so he must have something. Mm. Don't do that. Um, yeah, well, he's kind of – it's interesting here because he's got Trindle and Pole. Has Trindle still named at um, – Yeah, Trindle, Trindle to start this week. Yeah. 
That's an interesting one. I'd probably look at like doing some sort of a. Oh, he's got no loops. He's got all green dots. Somebody ruled Davi Moali out, so he's got a bloody looper. Jesus. <laughs> so um, yeah, oh, I mean, what's he now? One thousand one hundred seventy-six. Man, the guy lot the guy below him ended up one thousand two hundred thirty. So he's holding on to a wow. tenuous lead. He's got a two-point lead at the moment. Wow. That is yeah, huge. Love it. Love it sick. I'm loving seeing the the name. I love the amateurs with the logo and number one overall. I have to say that's my favorite thing. It's great. <laughs> it is great to see. I, I can't yeah, honestly. I can't see. Um, I see Eddie and Jason, uh, the two guys from in the bin, are sitting in 18 and 23 respectively, and are in our sixth and seventh place now. I did in our overall league as well. So it's a uh, great season yeah, from them. Yeah, it's um, mate. That yeah, those boys are, are doing really well. So, um, yeah. All right. So, moving back to the uh, just the obvious stuff here. So, um, obviously Jerome Hughes is a sell for anyone who's got him. Um, the I guess maybe the big problem that we've got this week, guys, is we've got a couple of players in that bracket. Um, you know, the Mitch Barnett, Jerome Hughes price point, and there's not really a lot of great trade-in options. Uh, yeah. is that, the, that seems to be the big issue of the week. Um, yeah. Well, don't you think? And I think there's a, you know, there's a few the people Max as well. Pintier, like they, we'll call it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably going to be the big talking point this week is because we all know who the good players are, right? Like everyone over 700K is basically a, you know, a keeper, a decent buy. I, I think the, the big um, talking point this week is who's the best value play right now. You know, like uh, a lot of these, you know, like Rob, I know you're keen to discuss Josh Papali'i with Tarpany out. Um, you know, we've got Josh Curran back at lock. Nat Butcher's going well. You know, Tino going well. Aaron Clark back at hooker. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's the big sticking point this week, trying to figure out which which ones uh, are we tying our, our flag to. Nat Butcher yeah. as well, who's kind of steady as she goes. But I guess two tries last week. Yeah, but I, I guess the point is, like, if a man's getting – like, he's had three tries in two weeks and he's scoring well for fantasy. Like, there's no reason to think about trading him. It's just more like these guys, like, the guys who you're ha- hanging on to, you know, maybe there's someone sitting out there with, you know, uh, yeah, like a, you know, Isaac Targo still uh, or, um, you know, you, yeah, as we say, you're Jerome Hughes of the world, um, Brot and To'o, um you know, these types of guys and there's not really anyone to pivot to in one trade. Um, so I, I think we probably need to draw the line at Max King mm. and go, all right, who's the best players? But, I mean, because, like, if you go st- – if uh, the problem is if you start trying, straying too much higher into the Josh Papali'i tier, you're in there with Dylan Brown, Dave Vafida. You know, who are yeah, I think you'd have, mm. if you don't have Angus and Fafita, they're probably the top two, and then Dylan Brown, right? Yeah. But trying to compare Dylan Brown to, like, a, a similar Ford is quite difficult, I've found. Yeah, well, cause it, just because the upside's so high there, like, I mean, the the equivalent forward's probably, is probably Papali'i or, um, you know, someone in, like that, assuming that everybody's got Fafita, Crichton, you know, Torhu, but I've seen people even talking about upgrading Torhu as well this week. So, I mean, just, you know, going through the key sort of points here, 
well, obviously we need a replacement for, you know, because Barnett is in a, a big number of teams, right? And, I mean, he's still, like, where did he, did he even crack the 600 before? Yeah, 610. So he's got a, you know, 610 price bracket. Well, let's say you've only got 20 or 30K in the bank and, you know, you can only get somebody Max King or down. Um, who's the best replacement in this price range? I mean, Adam Dewey's sitting there as a, as as probably the standout, um, particularly given the positioning. But uh, like obviously, a lot of the fantasy relevant teams that are remaining have Adam Dewey now, so he's probably not somebody that we can, you know. I mean, if you don't have him, he's an option. Uh, but if you do have him, like what Ryan? Who is there? Somebody in that you know six thirty k or less bracket that you're liking? Well, uh, the big one and the trade I'm considering doing this week would be Tom Lally to Josh Curran. Um, uh, the problem is we just don't know if Curran is going to hold that lock spot because the Warriors have just been changing their team every single week. Um, like there's no doubt that if Curran's playing 65, 70 minutes um, as a starting lock, he, he looks like an undervalued keeper. Um, it's just mm-hmm. how much how much faith do you have in the Warriors to keep him there? Um, you know, I, I know Jazz Tavanga has gone for the year. Um Sirenin isn't great, so maybe they just keep him out. Um, looks like Penny's picked up an injury as well. So, I mean, so maybe. Going to the Storm next year, so. Tell her off as well. Mm. Yeah. is is Do we have to give some sort of consideration to Topane? I think so. He's been going well the last two weeks and playing over 70 minutes. Um, I was just looking at him before. He uh, he seems like a, a better buy right now than, say, Fatala Mariner. Yeah. Well, so did Fatala Mariner actually play lock? No. Or did Jackson play lock? Yeah, I'm fairly certain he played second row from memory. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, I mean, the other interesting one, we got a question through, and I want to bring this up. Uh, I think it was on Instagram um, from Nick, who's one of the guys from, um, uh, what's that? Boom or Bust. And he flagged uh, Talakai. Um, so I want to read it out word for words. So with the Sharks having an easy run home, is Talakai being slept on at 500K for a 17th, 18th man? And I, I thought about that, and then I went and actually had a look at him, and he's only got one score of 50-plus in the last 11 games. Mm. Well, so I ever, guess ever the since like, that's probably not. Yeah, well, ever since he gave Morgan Harper a bath and, like, everyone lost their you know, lost their shit over him. He, he's only scored one try since then. Yeah, he's actually only got four scores of 50 or more all year. Mm. He's played some pretty soft teams as well in that. I know they have a soft draw going home, but, yeah, like they've played yeah. the Titans, Warriors. Oh, he did okay against the Warriors. But, yeah, Titans twice only got 20s, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. So, like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm very comfortable to put a rule through – this whole, like, oh, Sharks, soft draw, um, we need to, you know, look at Talakai or even Ramian. It only helps Hines, I think, and he'll do yeah. well regardless. It's just Captain Hines and that's it. Um, oh, geez, wait, Egan only got 10. Did he play 5-8? Did he actually play 5-8? Yeah. yeah, he played 5-8. Oh, it's one of the worst performances I've seen, I think. Fantastic. Yeah, it was... But and, and, and Stacey said he wanted to bring him in at 6 to, so that we could win games. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was the whole time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's pretty scary down here in this. Uh, I guess these players are this price for a reason, though. So aren't they? So I guess uh, there's probably a thing here, like because I mean, there's probably a couple of people with two or three trades remaining. And I guess the question then becomes, you know, let's say you got a Mitch Barnett, Jason Tomalolo, um, Brian Toto, that 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 sort of a price player. Do you spend one trade and go quote unquote potentially sideways to a top and a or a you know Dewey? Maybe he's not sideways. Um, or do you go, you know, one down, one up and try to get somebody better? And, I mean, where's the cutoff in terms of the quality of player where you'd spend that second trade? Like a guy like Papaliti, I don't think I'd spend a second trade to go Papaliti over a guy like Topane. Um, yeah. Ryan, where do you see that cutoff in terms of, you know, player quality from, I guess, the cheapest couple? Uh-huh. Is it the Fafita Crichton realm? To be honest, I, I think, I mean, this varies depending on how many trades you've got left, but I think if you've got under four, I think the cutoff is probably Isaiah Yo at 740. Um, I probably wouldn't want to be spending two trades to get anything less than that. Um, yep. Like I'm sitting here with uh, two trades. If I had a third, I would probably do like Tamalolu Booth down to, you know, Dykes and Yo or often Gowie. Um, but yep. using the final two trades to do that, like that, that's something I'm probably not going to do just because it seems risky with a few weeks left. But if I was sitting here with, say, you know, three, four trades, I, I think I'd, I'd pull the trigger on, you know, Yo I and Off and Gowie in. Yeah, I, I just don't think, I don't know, like Angus and Fafita, they still have the... They still have the flaws that I, I don't know if it justifies spending a second trade when they're at such a premium right now. Yeah. So, I mean... So you're looking at Tomalolo in one trade up, or you're hanging on to Tomalolo? Well, the only, the really the only decent options to go up would be um, for me would be Dylan Brown or um, Josh Curran. Oh, sorry, Dylan Brown or uh, Tino in one trade. If I was to go down, it would probably be to Josh Curran or Nat Butcher. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to spend two trades considering I've only got two left currently to like get an Isaiah Yo or Off and Gowie in. Yeah, right. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Although we might go through. Yeah. So you go. I was just going to say, like, because I, I mentioned Dylan Brown, and like he had a very interesting stat line. Just something I thought was worth worth noting. He made thirty nine tackles on the weekend. He topped the Eels tackle count. Second best was um, Isaiah Papali'i and Reed Marnie with thirty four. So five less. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a half top a tackle count before. Like that's just insane. No, he, he's most he is an absolute freak of nature. Yeah. And like Madison, a, a, a near 60 minute lock only made 19 tackles. Yeah, crazy. Strange. He's done 40 a few times in his career. That's pretty insane. It is wild. You'd think he yeah. plays hooker or something. Yeah. Well, he basically is. Like, he'd, he'd easily be able to play hooker. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I reckon we might just rip into some questions and see if we can uh, get some get a get a good vibe here of what the people are looking for. So so Matt, here's another interesting one is what are we doing with Reed Marnie? Um so he's only got three tra- he's, so he's he's actually got three trades left left, but he's got no cash in the bank. So if he wanted to upgrade Reed, he'd need to spend a second one to I guess pull some pull some cash aroonies out. Um, he said there's one, he could do a trade using one trade and go like to cheese. Although I don't know why his name's popped up again. Did he score well again last week? Uh, 
Good question. Let's have a look. Uh, Brandon Smith, 48 last week. Yeah, right. Okay. And Reed did get an 80-minute 30. Yeah, right. Well, there's three. So there's three scores in a row, like fantasy relevant level scores. But I mean, he had, Brandon Smith only played 44 minutes, and it was against the Titans, and he had six tackle busts there. So I mean, that's that could easily be in a 30. Um, I, I wouldn't be rushing out to purchase him again. Um, so I mean, the second thing is like, if you got three there, do you go two and then go to a Harry Grant? Reese Robson, Reuben Cotter is the three that he's named. And which one of those three would you be targeting? Hmm. I think the answer is probably Harry Grant, isn't it? Um, yep. I think so. Yeah, of those three. Because, um, I mean, uh, once you get below that, there's not really many good options, are there? Like, there's no, uh, you know, for, for someone, you know, with a Tamalali Barnett, like, you've got that option to go down. But if you need a hooker, um, you don't really have that option, do you? you? You can't really sideways. You've either got to hold him or spend the two trades. Yeah, no, it's pretty tough for anyone that's jumped on the Reed train and decided to stay on it. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably look to move those, do, just do those two trades because you don't really want to be dealing with that on a week-to-week basis. But, I mean, it's no different to having Tomololo, really, isn't it? Mm, basically, yeah. Yeah. I think They've if I was in a must-win head-to-head, I'd probably pull the trigger on the two. If I was just playing for overall, I'd probably think about just hanging on another week. Yeah, I, I agree there because it, like it's a different proposition for overall because you've got to remember um, round twenty five like you're going to have players out you know the, there's going to be restings versus you know over uh, sorry versus head to head the majority of head to head players if they make a grand final like after round twenty four they don't care anymore so yeah I'd, I'd probably yeah. spend the if you're head to head focused. Yep. So actually, speaking of this, this is an interesting one because we got Rob here now going. He's got two trades left. Must win head to head. Is Brian Toto a trade? And if so, um, 661K is the, the budget. It doesn't seem like he needs a wing fullback specifically. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the interesting one. Um, I guess like Tino, Curran, um, uh, I'm just going to assume he's got Dewey. Otherwise, I mean, maybe a potential Smokey would be Ruben Garrick playing the Titans this week. Um Sunny Queensland mm. afternoon for the US. That could, you know, if you want a stealing play, that could be it. But uh, I'm really tempted by Josh Curran this week. Eh? He's uh, three thirty scores in a row from Garrick. He's not inspiring a huge amount of confidence. No, I mean you'd be buying him because of the opposition this week. Like that would be the reason. Yeah. You know, you consider the ceiling play there. Um, but yeah, oh, man, I, I almost really want to go Curran. How are you feeling, on Curran? Like a- what about like a Tino? I don't know how to deal with Curran. <laughs> I wish I knew with Curran. I'm going to treat Curran a little bit, like, little bit like how I traded Isaiah before last week. <laughs> pretend he doesn't, pretend exist. doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Tino. Like Tino could be the option. Like with Clark moving back to hooker, like he could be. Yeah. Tino I think it's, 40s I think it's definitely week? an upgrade going to, to Tino. Yeah, 49 from Tino last week, Rob. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he, he seems like a low 50s average kind of guy. Storm as well. Yeah, that's true. Like if you... Yeah. Yeah. You can't have like a haircut you... that bad and be bad at football. So, yeah, it's just, if you're a Queenslander. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely, yeah. I think he's got a higher floor and a higher ceiling than Toto, particularly in this format uh, of one trade. 
But, I mean, that's another one where, like, you know, you're in a must-win head-to-head. Um, you know, it might be worth just spending the second trade. And, um, you know, he said he doesn't have any hooker cover um, now that Booth has gone down. So I wonder if it's worth spending the second trade and getting a Harry Grant, Damien Cook, Reese Robson instead. What about um, O'Sullivan? I know he had a lot of um, demerits last week, but he, I thought he was we all right. see that, you know, he he did that last – why is that not set to continue, particularly if he's yeah, not – Yeah, I know. No, he might. He might. Um, it's just one of those ones where he looked, you know, he looked, <laughs> he looked good on the paddock, but, yeah, didn't really translate to fantasy scores. Um, I mean that's yeah. that's just the story of that's just the story of Tom Lawler's season, isn't it? Like yeah, he, that's right. Yeah, he looks good every single week. He's on the field, but it doesn't really translate necessarily to fantasy. Um, I, I just think uh, my interest with Sullivan just sort of ended once, um, like Stephen Crichton was back. I think like with, yeah, with him losing the goal, yeah, yeah. It, it just knocks six points. The off ceilings, the ceilings gone. Yeah. yeah, I think if I was in a must-win head-to-head, I'd be just pulling the trigger on the second trade and getting somebody that's definitely good. Uh, rather than mucking around with Jaden Braley or Tino or someone like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so three trades and 67K in the bank. Tom Lolo's in the 17. Um, so uh, he can go up to 67. So 688K. Um, so that would include... Everyone from David Clemmer down. Um, position doesn't matter. Um, had thought Butcher, but the Roosters might have forwards coming back, which I don't think matters. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So, would you spend the, all the cash and get a Josh Papali'i, David Clemmer, Angus Crichton, David Feeder type, Dylan Brown, or would you just, you know, spend less and go to one of these other options? Uh, I, I like Dylan Brown if you don't own him. Um, I think he's probably got the highest ceiling of, of every available option in that price bracket. Yeah. And similar floor too. Yeah. No, I think just get the best player you can in one trade, spend all your money. Um, yeah, but, and, but like as we said, Butcher three tries in two weeks is probably not set to continue in May, but, um, you know, he's probably more a low 50s, whereas, you know, if you can get a – you know, Dylan Brown, who might be a mid-50s, that might be a game-changer in a must-win head-to-head. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Dylan Brown showed us he's got upside as well there. Um, so four trades left and has Tarpany. Uh, assuming he's out, do I just go DCE, even though I already have Hines, Dylan Brown, Munster, Robson, and Coruscant? Not sure why Robson and Coruscant are relevant there. Um don't, does, doesn't have Payne Haas, but does have Murray, IPAP. So I guess he's asking who we should replace Tarpany with. Um, so obviously he's looking for somebody in the top end. Hmm. Um, it's Munster if you don't have him. No, he's got Munster. Okay, cool. Yeah, got Munster and got um, Dylan Brown. He's asking whether he should go for the DCE. Yep. Uh, I would against the Titans, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's I probably a good so week to get on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yep. He's a smoky captaincy option this week, I think, as well. Yeah. I actually had it sitting on him a little bit before I realised that Hines was playing the Tigers. Yeah, <laughs> I think Yeah, I think most people will have it on Hines, right? But Yeah. Uh, Dom sitting on one trade, 
Currently have Moses in the emergencies. I can field a strong 17 without making a trade. Do I just hold the trade for now or alternatively make the trade out? Can afford anyone but Cook. Ooh. Um, do we have an updated? Uh, they're saying around 24 to 25 for Moses. I'd, I'd probably lean towards making the trade if you're head-to-head mm. focused. Yeah, I mean, the the big thing is here, like, if you can get anybody but Cook, then you may as well just bring in the best player that you don't have, and then if somebody else gets injured, you've got the replacement. But just make sure you got the positional cover. Whereas if you're, like, if you've got no, like, if you don't have a centre in your emergencies or something like that, I'd probably look to just hang it, hang on if you're fielding a strong 17 already. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So yeah, just look at your team. If you like, if you got multiple positional covers in every position, which you probably don't because nobody does, um, then you can look at you know pulling the trigger. But you know, like let's say this week, you know, you got Aiken and Burton for argument's sake in your centres, or you got Manu and Burton, or whatever you got, and then Manu gets injured and you got no centres in your team. You, and you then you're sitting there with, you know. Uh, a green dot that's pretty good, but you can't play them, and then you got no trades left. Yeah, you because know, you only got you lose you use your last one. You know that might be where you you might be making a mistake there. So I guess it depends on when you say I can field a strong seventeen. How strong is it? Like, is one of those players Taylor May or Talakai or you know one of these sorts of guys that maybe isn't a strong enough player? And then I'd be going, well, no, do it. Um, so yeah, probably depends how strong strong you mean by strong. Um, and so Noah, here's the last one of the Twitter questions. He's got three trades left. Got to get rid of Barnett with 88k in the bank, so he can trade Booth down to a 220k and get Joe Offengawi in. Um, but he's asking if he should be trying to move Tomalolo and Torhu Harris on, and maybe um, not spend. You know, not spend all that money there. So I guess I guess it's the point. So. Um, he's saying, for example, he can go Barnett and Torhu to Dylan Brown and Ruben Cotter. Uh, I'd, I'd lean towards holding Torhu. Um, I, I think it might be a little bit of an overreaction based off one, like not even a bad score. Like 44 isn't terrible. It's probably not what you want yep. in a, a final, but like it's still, you know, not bad. His, his, um, his ceiling he is probably... He only had um, 60 run metres last week. It's very bizarre. Well, they were getting their pants pulled down. Like, what do you? They didn't have the ball. Like, how? How is yeah. he supposed to run it? You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like his ceiling. Of... His ceiling this year is comparable to Tamalolo, but Tamalolo's floor is just so much lower. Um, yeah, probably move Tamalolo on first. So, what we're moving Tamalolo and Booth on, um, and how much did you say you had in the bank? Eighty-eight k. Uh, no, and Barnett. No, he's 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 got Barnett as well. Who's out? Oh, right. Right. So okay, cool. he's just saying he's got Barnett and eighty eight K in the bank. He can just do the one trade and trade Barnett to somebody that's say seven hundred or less. So, you know, in the Tino um you know, T Clemar Crichton Fafita tier, do one trade. Mm-hmm. Or um he can trade Booth out, get more money and get a Joe O type. And you said he had three trades left? Yeah, yeah. So if he if he saves one of those trades and he could also, you know, use one to trade out a Tamalolo or Torhu. Whereas if he spends the second one on Booth, obviously he's probably not going to be doing that. 
Ooh. That's, hmm. I think I'd lean towards just grabbing Dylan Brown in the one trade. Yep. Yeah. I like it. And then maybe do Tamalala to Curran if he holds the spot. Mate, you're setting, you're setting people up for disappointment with Curran, I'm telling you. I'm not, mate. Have some faith. Excuse me. Excuse me. I don't even know if he's in the game yet. Is he? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Do, do you think it just has to be him or Yo that's in the game at one point? Yeah. Both. Oh, Both can't yeah. exist. I, I, can I tell you, I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've looked at Curran and been like, nah, and then he's been shit. Like, it's honestly, I reckon I've checked myself like six times from trading Curran in, and every time it would have been a mistake to trade him in. Not yeah, this I time. don't think this week is an exception. But, yeah. you know, feel free to get him, Ryan. I think I've got you in the um, in a head-to-head next week if I make yeah. it. So. Excellent. Yeah, we're smoke. pretty close in our overall ranks as well too, Ryan. So if you want to trade him in and and drop some rankaroonies, that'll be fine for me. I need the Do you really think rank. he's going to do better than Tamalolo, like rest of the season? If he holds the lock spot, uh, yeah, absolutely. I just don't know if he's going to hold the lock spot. Is it worth a trade though? <sighs> if you need to win a head-to-head, it might be. Like it could be. I'd you spend. Know, I'd spend. I'd spend your last two and just go yolo at it. Personally. I just I, like I think head-to-head like. If if this was you know round two round three, you wouldn't you know you wouldn't do it. What, wouldn't I? I mean, if you told me because look at what Curran uh, was scoring at the beginning of the year when he was playing lock when Tau was out. If you told me I could get that for five hundred and fifty k, you know, like w- wouldn't you consider that? Like he was putting up what seventy two, fifty nine, forty eight, seventy, forty seven in his five lock starts mm-hmm. there. Their bench is pretty shit. Yeah, who is the bench? I need a... It's... Lossie, Katoa, Katoa, it? Frey, and Jackson Katoa. Frey. Oh, you're talking me future, into it, right? Future um, New Zealand representative footballer, Elias Katoa. He's just going to be so good next year, isn't he? Oh, man, yeah. Mate, this list for 2023 is getting so long, it's not funny. Yeah, who you got? Anyway. Cleary? Oh, mate, no, I can't, mate. We can't, we've got to save that. That's that's the last podcast of the year, and the first of next year. No, the <laughs> last. Yeah, well, yeah, both. Yeah, of course. But we've got to give the people content. All right, Facebook. Uh, Matt wants to know if he should move. Not not one of the. There's another Matt. Matt Selby. His name is not not one of the our, our several Matts that we know. Um, he wants to know if he should move Munster onto Sexton so he at least gets an elite half in his halves. I don't. He's trying to be. Yeah, I don't think. Funny. I don't think Sexton's in the game either. To be fair, no. Yeah, no. I think he's been permanently removed because his eyes are too close together. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. It, it's scientifically proven that if your eyes are close together, you're bad at fantasy. That's that's, that's you know Ryan scientifically <laughs> proved that now. Um. All right. So what are we doing? Chappie wants to know what he's doing with Frizzell and Barnett. Uh, he has a favourable qualifying final this week to have a buy so he can hold out a week. Um, still has six trades left, but has Kennedy, Cooler, Frizzell, and Barnett. Well, uh, Barnett's the easy trade there, isn't he, now that he's gone for the majority of the season. Frizzell, mm. I, I think you've got to hang on to. Um, yeah. I mean, surely for- if you've got six trades left and you're on a buy this week... You don't do anything, and then next week you use four on two cash outs and two upgrades. That would seem to play, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, unless there's a really low break even. But you're right. Like, yeah. If, Don't risk yeah. the injury for a couple of dollars unless it's like critical money. Although, yeah, I made that mistake last week having a buy and not getting in the best guys. But, you know. Yep. Say la vie. Yeah. Maybe we don't speak French here. This is an English-speaking podcast. <laughs> um, uh, Barnett to Butcher. No trades. Uh, is it worth it? Barnett to Butcher? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming this came out before team lists. So, yes. Yes, that a trade is worth it. Yeah. Um, three trades left. Is it worth moving on Tamalola to someone who's 727K or less? So there are three options he's listed as Madison Corosial for feeder, um, obviously without knowing who he owns and doesn't own. I think all three of those players are an upgrade, as is probably Ruben Cotter now that he's named to start again. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind the punt on Cotter, but I, I think, oh, geez, I don't know who I'd pick. I mean, for feeder, I'd like to stay as the safer play, but he's been... He's somehow been finding his way to 50 without really doing anything. That's kind of what you want, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's positive science. Mm. Holy shit. Appy Coruscant missed 11 tackles last week. Yeah. What a man. Pretty unbelievable. That is some James Maloney-level shit. <laughs> it's classic Appy. That's awesome. I love that so much. Um, Olakowatu is a really interesting one too. Um, against the Titans specifically as well. Should be fun. Um, yeah. But I mean, I probably, I'd probably just go to a Cotter. Or a, I'm pretty scared to re- recommend Madison now. Um, Seeing he's forgotten how to offload. The very soft melon as well. Yeah, paper thin. Mm. Um, what do we do about Joe Tarpany? Uh, well, um, <laughs> oh, this is the next trade. Sorry, I just read the one below that. That's, this is pretty upsetting. Um, yeah. So, what do we do about Joe Tarpany? Uh, what's the prognosis? Is he out? What's is it just a week or what's going on? Well, there was going to be an update today. It says ribs indefinite on on the casualty ward, oh. um, but it's it's classic Raiders, isn't it? They give nothing away in terms of yep. injuries. Um, yeah, he'll either be back week one of finals or not at all, or next week. Yeah, or like round three of next year or something <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think I think he's a trade. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd lean towards trade if you can afford it. Like, given what we've said about these rib cartilage injuries just a couple of weeks ago when Frizzell had it, and um, it's it's really the same sort of thing, isn't it? I think yeah. if you can get him up to Murray or, like, I don't know, I think there's just – or Munster. Or there, I think there's just better options. You can't have 830K on your, you know, on your emergencies, if you, yeah. especially if you're head-to-head. Yeah, I think if you are on a buy in head to head this week, I'd just hang on and see what happens, yeah. maybe. Overall, perhaps, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do this late in the season. Yeah. It is. Uh, best pod with around 800K. Any positions thinking Munster or Dylan Brown? Uh, I think the best pod. pod- is it Isaiah? He's twelve percent. He can't be the best pod, but it's a bunch of like low ranked teams. Maybe Offen Gowie. Is Offen Gowie the best pod? Four Isaiah percent. Yo is only three percent owned in the top one thousand. So yeah, Yo is a very good pod. He's a pod. Yeah, but it's Munster probably if you can afford him. 
Yeah, often Gaoi, just for context, is 30% owned in the top 1,000. Oh, jeez. Okay, so there you go. Pod City. Yeah. Pod Bing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to come it's back to that last one. That's fun. Um, do I trade Jack Bird? I'd have 649K and only two trades left. Got Burton and Vilea as my only centre cover. Vilea's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Would you just trade him to Aiken? I mean, maybe, but I mean, uh, Cody Randall. Two twenties from Bird. That's pretty pretty trash. Yeah, but now we've got Cody Ramsey lurking in reserves. Like, could Bird be back to the forwards this week? I don't know. I'd probably just trade Bird to Aiken. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Surely you have to. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd lean towards holding. Aiken could be back yeah. in the centres at any time too. Are you playing like- this guy in head-to-head this week? Right. <laughs> I no, like but I am six. playing somebody who owns Jack Bird. <laughs> Matt Hards. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd just pull the trigger, I think, and um, and trade him out and get Aiken. Yeah, no, fair. Um, all right. He he adds on, is there any chance of Bird going back into the forwards now that Sims is out, Embi back to centre, and Sloan slash Ramsey to fullback? It's, it is a chance, absolutely. I suppose it depends. When do they play? Oh, he can play pretty early in the week. Um, yeah, there's not really anyone you can trade him to that you can sort of wait and see what happens there, really, either. Like the 2 o'clock. Max. You'll, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Is he any worse or better, though? He's probably sideways. Low 40s, yeah. Yep. Um, Gring, Gringo, no, Grincho, Grincho wants to know who intern Rob is trading in, asking for a friend who needs to beat him in head-to-head. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is my mate Brad. He's got – I've got about five pods against him, and he, I yep. think he's got this similar to you, Ryan. He wants to get rid of um, Tamalolo. He's probably got about, you know, 600 or so K. So, yeah. Yeah, but, I'm going to bring in – I'm going to bring in um, Nick Kotrick, I think, this week, Brad. Yeah. I'd strongly recommend looking in the um, Tino Fasua Malawi area. Right. Brad, no. Brad, Brad, get Josh Curran and beat Rob with Josh Curran. How good would yeah, I'm going to have to get Josh Curran now. It's, I think you've, you're slowly talking me around on him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, mate, he's giving you fake news. Get Ben Hunt. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Bacon Lord is back. Oh. Bacon Lord. I missed you, Bacon Lord. Um, he wants to know, uh, should he be playing Bird or Ronaldo Mulatalo this week? I think you've got to play Mulatalo, don't you? Go up against the Tigers. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, we already covered Nick's question about Talakai, and that's a big no bueno. Um, Head-to-head, stacked in the mids and edges, two trades left. Considering going Torhu to Dylan Brown for pod glory, is it crazy or genius? It could be genius. I mean, Dylan Brown definitely has a higher ceiling than Torhu. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like it. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't shock me if Torhu averages more than Dylan Brown rest of the season, but it also wouldn't shock me if Brown averages more either. So... Just whether it's worth wasting a trade to find out is probably the answer is probably no. Uh, thought 
thoughts on Gagai for winger and centre cover? I hope nobody people, not many people listened to me when I recommended that a little while back. Although, was he now? Is he doing? Oh, 58, 35, two, oh, yeah, 235 plus scores in a row. Although he's against the Bulldogs and the Tigers. He's back. Um, he's back. He's coming up against the Broncos, who've been pretty leaky. Um, and the Titans in head-to-head grand final week. So he had 14 you can do worse. 14 tackle busts against yeah, the Tigers. do it. Mate, you could do worse. There's no one more fun to own in fantasy than Dane Gagai. Gagod. Uh, best pod player under 649K. Is it Tino? I wonder if... Oh, no. Is he he's that cheap? Anyway. I think he's more expensive than that. No, I think he's on How the much? nose. He's six on the nose, 649. Oh, 649. Well, it's probably Tino. Mm. But if it wasn't Tino, it might be... Uh, Topane. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, who for Terlungi? As in Murray? Uh, no, it must be Kelma. Oh, you've got to keep Kelma. He's awesome now. After I sold him. How's it, is, spelled with, is it spelled with an A or an I? No, it is actually spelled the way that Murray Tolongi is spelled. You're right. Okay. But I don't know why people would own Murray Tolongi. Well, he was going all right. He was like over 600K a couple of weeks ago. He was going all right for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. So assuming it's Murray Tolongi. What's he? Five is, man, he's created. He was like in the 600s a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He was going really yeah. well for his first I don't day. know. Only a 10 uh, against the Bulldogs is pretty rough. Yeah, well, I'm assuming he needs, what, a center or a wing fullback. I'm going to guess center. Um, yeah, he's carrying some injuries. Oh, See, this is where I would take a punt on a guy, like tell, tell a guy, I think. Yeah. Um, does he say how much he's got in the bank? No. I mean, it could even be Stephen Crichton with the goal kicking. Yep. If he can get to you and Aiken, obviously he's the du- the dude. Um, mm. But you, maybe you probably can't. Um, yeah. Head to head, one trade left. Hold it for injuries or upgrading Edric Lee to anyone five eighty five k or less. Uh, I'd, I'd lean towards with that. Yeah, I'd lean towards save it for injuries because I feel like because yeah, I'm I'm assuming Lee you do say like Lee to Curran or Butcher or something like that, right? And yeah, um, looping him with your seventeenth man, but I, I think it'd probably be more valuable to be able to trade out a gun who gets injured rather than you know looping two fifty point scorers. No more guns are getting injured this year, Ryan. Don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> oh, in that case, go ahead. Yeah. Um, James is looking for a luxury upgrade for head-to-head final. Uh, Torhu and Lola are on the block. Rank the following players. Yo, Joe O, Madison, Lane, Ruben, Cotter. I can't believe uh, Madison's probably at the bottom of that list. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would probably have it. um, I'd probably have it, for medicine, though, just is it just his 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 HIA history? Because we had him no, at like well, 54, okay. 56 kind of last week, right? 
Yeah, the minutes are fine. I guess the issue is we're seeing uh, offload numbers. So the yeah. last three games, he's made two offloads, and the game before that, he made five. Mm. So at some point between round 15 and when he injured his rib in round 15, around 19, 20, and 21, coming back from injury, he's done two offloads, and I reckon they've either said to him, put your offload away, dickhead, or he can't do it because his ribs are too sore. Mm. I guess uh, if you were – because, like, his normal tackle count is about 30. So, I mean, if you add 10 onto his tackle count last week, you're suddenly looking at a 49, which doesn't look bad, but it's not what he's been doing when he was offloading, you know, two, three, four times a game, is it? No. Here's the point is, is there any good reason why you would take Ryan Madison with a rib injury with reduced offloads instead of an 80-minute Isaiah Yo? Yeah. Yeah. There's no good reason, is there? No, there's not. I'd get you. No. It's just playing and the devil's advocate, Mike. That's the same thing I bumped up against last week when I was sitting there with Mattis and my team looking at him going, I just feel like this is going to burn me and I need to go for yo. And, I mean, it ended up, you know, I ended up being right about that and wrong about Cherry Evans and DC and Dylan Brown, but only because I'm a tight ass and I don't like having 200 grand sitting in my bank one of them with no trades left. Uh, I think but, you're wrong um, about Cherry Evans. Like, I think he'll still... Do well. It's just because it's a head-to-head. I suppose you got burnt. Yeah, it was just bad luck last week, and I should have taken yeah. the, I should have taken the um, the upside. Because last Cherry week we could get you know a Brown-esque score this week against the Titans. It's just yeah, yeah, you got burnt, but you won the game yeah. of life, mate. Oh, mate, I did win the game of life, no doubt. But m- more, more importantly, though, is obviously so I, for me. I've got Isaiah Yo at number one with a bullet in this, and I mean. Yeah, me is, is there an argument to put anyone else? I mean, the only other guy for me who I think could even be considered up there is is Joe O. Yeah, I think the argument there would be for Joe O, given that he plays 70 minutes on the weekend, Hastings gone for the year. It seems like he's potentially back to being a 70-minute um, middle, which would put him right there with Yo. To me, yeah, like to me, those two are the clear top two. It's sort of like a, a preference thing. Take your pick. Um, yeah. I'd actually have Ruben Cotter third. Do we, do we think Cotter's 60 minutes now, roughly? Yep. I'd, yeah, I'd say so. So like, so like mid-50s maybe? or Yeah. Um, I, I guess with Cotter is you, you run the risk of re-injuring the hammy. That, like, that sort of knocks him down. Um, who was the other one you said top ranked the top five? Matto, and who was the fourth one? Uh, it was Lane. Lane, yeah, okay. Put who Lane hasn't been added to fantasy yet. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if I was to tier them, it would be Lane Cotter in a tier, um, Matto by himself. And, Jeez, uh, three 70-plus scores in a row for Lane with no tries. Mm. That's just absurd, isn't it? What's he doing? What's he just – he's just going ham. There was a just, Panthers game in there. Yeah. It's just an absolute outlier here for him, mate. What's going on? Just an absolute purple oh, patch. He'll probably never replicate this again in his career. No. But it's awesome, but I don't trust it. <laughs> Even though I've got mountains of evidence, I don't trust it. Um, yeah, I think I'd go I think I'd go Yo or Offen Gowie. Keeping in mind Yo, 3%, Offen Gowie, what was that, 60% in the top 1,000 or something like that? We said 30. 30 Still yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, I'd, I'd have Madison last on the list, which I can't believe after last week when we were saying it was him and Yo. 
Was it top two? No, no, no. No, Murray was the top one. Oh, yeah, well, of course, yeah. But they're different price brackets. There's a 100K bracket between yeah, the two yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, all right, so I've got two questions here. Uh, one from number one, friend of the show, number one overall, Will, uh, who asks who's the best captain option this week. Um, and, I mean, it's rule number one, Nico Hines for me, and you'd be, you'd be absolutely hard-pressed to convince me to do anyone else aside from him. Mm. Yeah, the only one who could even tempt me would be Cherry. But, yeah, I've had it on Hines. I had it on Hines last week. I haven't moved it off him, and I don't think I'm going to. Rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Munster's a bit interesting to me. Uh, I don't know if he's going to goal kick, though. With you'd, assume not. you'd assume not. Yeah. No, it's going to be Hines. It's going to be Hines. That was my best... Uh, Attempt to turn it into the NSYNC, but I obviously sucked at it. All right. The last question here, it comes from a good friend of the show, Caleb. He says, he's got no trades and six red dots. Is it time to start prepping for Doomsday? <laughs> it's time to start mm. prepping for 2023. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Pencil in, pencil in, Elise Katoa. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a couple Sub of names down here. Um, if you're looking for some work to do over the next couple of weeks, we can get you started on 2023 website articles, mate. Um, yeah, and, and actually, maybe just some pieces for our um, TikToks, maybe. That'd be nice oh, as well. Oh, mate, yeah, absolutely. I saw an interesting point, a couple a couple of things I would like to touch on before we finish. I saw um, uh, in our Facebook group, what, since we've been recording, apparently Ronald Volkman's gone for shoulder surgery and that's the reason why he's not playing. Mm. Really? Just, uh, I thought he was playing reserve grade. That's very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That's what um, uh, Damien's commented on something about that. So Yeah, I noticed that pop up in the uh, casualty ward as well. It says Volkman shoulder season. Yeah. Cooked, mate. It's cooked. Um, and uh, old uh, good friend of the show, if you haven't seen uh, the NRL physios post on the photo of Aaron Booth's knee injury, I strongly recommend you go and look at that. Um unless you have a weak stomach. <laughs> That's fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, not for him, obviously. Um, and as someone who's recently done that knee injury, I feel I could say that. Um, it sucks really bad. <laughs> but the angle of the leg was just majestic, and I'm sure that's exactly what mine looked like when I did mine as well. Because <laughs> you basically did the same thing, didn't you? Just Yeah, I didn't get the PCL. Somehow I managed to avoid doing the PCL, um, but I did the three meniscus tears instead. So, yeah, it's uh, no, it's pretty, pretty. You know, I mean, you know, shout out to Booth. He um, that was that just was sucks for him. Um, might may well be the last game of NRL he ever plays. Uh, a la Slade Griffin. Yeah, I hope by Cameron King, right? Yeah. Well, the th- the thing is, it's not just the yeah, it's the the you know he was already sort of not really that you know like he's he was a fringe nrl player who's done you know he's never going to be back to 100 percent yeah it's tough for him um i I think you know he i couldn't believe he he walked out like that was just an absolute you know show of something you know the human bloody desire to you know walk yourself off the field from the end there that was just huge i know like that 
three minutes after I did mine, I was still thinking I was going to vomit from pain and he was walking off the field. Like, <laughs> it's unreal. Couldn't believe it. I, saw, I was like, you're kidding. So, yeah, just crazy stuff. Um, yeah. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap it up? Just got one from um, friend of the show, Matthew Lippitt-Sidman. I was chatting to him about um, Josh Papali'i's chances given him as a potential pod this week. Um, he se- he seemed to think that his mode is just not good enough to play more than 50, 55 minutes, which I tend to agree with. Nice, no, too fat. Um, and also horses back this week, so he could pinch minutes as well. So yeah. Oh, mate, we're just going to get like a 65, 70-minute Adam Elliott this week. Yeah, that's, the that's I think, that's and, and Sutton probably plays big minutes too, right? Yeah, I don't think those minutes are going to be taken up by – uh, extremely overweight, Papali. No, he's a big boy. Yeah. His PPM's still been good this year. He just, yeah, he just can't sustain it for as long as he used oh, to be. Man. Well, you look at Origin, he was only playing 25, 30 minutes and he was just gassed. Mm. Unreal. Yeah. No, it's tough time. And I mean, yeah, once again, you know, obviously I'm a bit of a hypocrite calling him fat when I'm probably fatter than him and I'm absolutely certain that he'd smash me in a 100-meter race. Um, even, <laughs> with two, even with two good knees, he beat me. <laughs> You might be faster than Jamal Fogarty, at least. With who? You might be faster Bob than Jamal Fogarty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, was that? no, he chased me down, too. Um, I see um, Yeah, I see Hammers reclaimed his fastest man in the NRL tag earlier as well. Like, I'm, I'm sick of that. Like 37 kilometres an hour or something. I'm sick of that chat. Like when they were going on about, oh, how good would it be to see Hammer up against the Fox? Like the Fox is clearly not the fastest bloke in the NRL anymore. And no. like anyone with a set of eyes knows that. Yeah. I think I was, I found it interesting. Like I think the Cowboys played, like Hammer so played like his first game back from his PCL injury against the Bulldogs or whatever. And, and he couldn't catch up to Josh Adokar and I was like, oh, see, Hammer's really slow. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, mate, he's just come back from a knee injury. He's not going to be sprinting hard out. He's absolutely going to, you know, not not be 100% straight away. You know, he's not going to just put the burners on to chase some dude down the sideline in round 20. You know, it's just not going to happen. So he's, um yeah. The thing with Hammer is he just looks so effortless when he runs. Effortless when he runs. Whereas, you know, Adokar looks like he's a like an Olympic sprinter when he's running. He's obviously been coached, whereas Hammer, just he's just quick and he's just been running like that his whole life. He just looks like he's jogging, hey? Yeah, he's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so another, um, though, surely. Another NRL question rather than fantasy, but who, who have you got for the Daily M this year? The Daily M. The Daily M. Sorry, Daily M. I thought you were saying that because you thought Daily Cherry Evans was going to get it. Oh, mate. I saw some chatter about um, Dylan Edwards. It's going to be Jason Tomalolo. What? I reckon the um, the cows are all just pitching points off each other, though, eh? It's like... No, nah, but, mate, people love a Tomalolo circle jerk. They do. Oh. And a Ben Hunt. And a Ben Hunt circle jerk. <laughs> and the thing you got to remember is Tomalolo's basically missed no games through injury or suspension this year as well. Like, he's played... You guys. 19 of the 21 games and there's a buy in there. So he's only missed one game all year. And I mean, like he's like, and like we say, like, even though he's not putting up fantasy stats, like the Cowboys are winning and he's in the big moments. I'm sure on the, t- on the field, he's the leader. He's actually added a, a terrible element to his game for fantasy, which is that like pass out the back. But for mm. regular footy, 
Um, I was listening to, I can't remember who it was talking about. It was must have been um, Gavin Cooper. And he was saying that they've been working on him for like five years to try and get him to add that pass to his game. Because what happens is normally when he's carrying the ball, everybody knows Jason Tumalolo is going to have a hit up here. And it's just whether he manages to get an offload off. But he only offloads like once every two games. So it's basically just wrap the legs and then get him off the ground. Um, but, you know, uh, now he's running to the line and then passing before the line a la Jake Trebojevic, which is absolutely terrible for fantasy. But the defense, like they've got to commit two guys to him every single time. And it's just mm. creating so much space for the guys to attack out wide. So... That's the um yeah that was something I was listening to which I thought was quite interesting and it's probably got a lot to do with why the Cowboys attack is like it's frustrating me so much watching him because I see he like goes to the line gets to a meter before the defender and then passes out the back I'm going just take hit up your cat but for for the Cowboys it's awesome footy yeah because uh, yeah I was gonna say who do you think the best Cows player is this year because like Drinkwater's been excellent oh mate Alton Holmes Scott Drinkwater. Val- even Chad's Tom been Dearden. Tom Dearden awesome. has been massive this year. Yeah, he has. Um, yeah, just means so just takes the pressure off Chad a bit, eh? Just means he can play his kind of organisational game. Chad's and... not, that's that's what he's there for. Chad's not there. Absolutely. If you, if you notice Chad, he's not playing the right way. That's right. Like every other player around him, you don't need him doing obvious stuff. He just needs to be the rock. That's his job in that team. Do you so, smell what the rock yeah. What the Cowboys are cooking, mate? 2022 future NRL premiers, the North Queensland Cowboys. What are they cooking? No, mate. Yeah. The correct answer to the Daly M is Nico Hines. It'll be Nico Hines. Yeah, it is Nico Hines. Well, if you look at the leaderboard, because the leaderboard went under behind closed doors at the end of round 12, Hines was third on 16 points, and he was behind Isaiah Yo and Ben Hunt. Those two have both missed games due to origin. Hines has played ben every Hines single. It's been going bonkers. Exactly. It's going to be Nico Hines. Like, because everyone around him has missed games, got an original injury. Like, Mitch Moses and Pappenhausen were directly behind him, both injured. Teddy, Cherry Evans were behind him. Yeah, Cleary's not eligible anymore, obviously. Exactly. Yeah, Teddy, Cherry were both origin. Like, Munster, too, got injured as well. Yeah. It's going to be Hines. Yeah, no, I like it. Very good. Very good. I'm going to go with Tom Alolo. You go with Hines. What do you reckon, Rob? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt's okay. a, a good one. He just Not keeps getting good. he keeps getting three points. I don't think the people that watch I don't think anyone watches any Dragons game. <laughs> so yeah, like, oh, just, so they just, just chuck him down for three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Ben Hunt has been really good this year. Like without no, he Hunt, has he has yeah. The Dragons would be spooners without him. Honestly, yeah, they should have been anyway. Even with him, right, and who gets the spoon? Titans, I think they're just dreadful. Oh. Where's the pretty clear bottom four? I saw oh, that thing man, today. They're um... so bad. They're so they're like twenty some five points behind on four and against as well. Yeah, no, it has to be. Warriors are playing the Titans, the Titans round twenty five. Yeah, they're, no, that's going to be, be the off, eh? Even the Tigers. No, they're two games. It has to be. The, you'd have to put them at like a dollar twenty favorites at the moment. The Titans. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do we think Penrith win the grand final? So, so who will they play in the first round? Well, to whoever finishes fourth, fourth, assuming, assuming fourth, they finish third. Do you think that's Storm maybe or? At, at the moment, it's going to be Storm or Eels or Rabbitohs. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'd almost lean towards the Rabbitohs, eh? Oh, that'd be a good game. Rabbitohs, Penrith, round one. Grand final rematch. I could just see him, like, playing, losing to the Rabbitohs and then getting bundled out by the Roosters in week two or something like that. That would just be so funny. So good. Oh, man. I'd just, I'd be, I'd just, uh, that would sustain me for the next 12 months on the misery of our good friend of the show, Benji. <laughs> I wouldn't have to have another happy thing happen to me. If like if I if I got attacked by Dementors, that's the memory that I would use. And it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> not not proposing on the weekend. Yeah, it'd be the Panthers getting bundled out in week two of the finals after finishing minor premiers. It'd just be so just funny if um, my veins. Cleary has a shocker, eh? Just has a oh. you know. Well the thing is he's gonna be like not fresh. You know, like he's going to be fresh, but he's going to be not, you know. TikTok fresh. Yeah, but like, I mean, what I mean is like um, the combinations will be should be out a little bit. Mind you, they've been playing together for ages. And, and you know, Luai will be coming back from injury. There'll be every excuse in the world. Yo and Arpi are going to play massive minutes the next couple of weeks. It's going to be interesting. Mm. Cowboys around 25. Who knows though? Like that that game against the that Panthers Cowboys game could end up just being reserve graders playing each other. Yeah, yeah. It, I think yeah, it won't ultimately matter. Will if there's it? a minor premiership on the line, I think there will be people playing. This Storm versus Panthers is critical. I just don't think it week. will be right. Like, I, I reckon the minor premiership could be on the line, and Peyton would still probably rest people. <laughs> yeah, the thing is. There's the three games here that the Panthers need to lose is they need to lose against the Storm this week and then the Rabbitohs next week. They're not going to lose to the Warriors as much as I pray for it, um, but then the Cowboys in 25. So, But the Cowboys need to win all of their games and the Panthers need to drop the next two weeks. What's the for and against? Does that not matter? Oh, that would matter. You're right. Uh, it's not as much. It's only odds. No, it's... 90 points, that's a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, if they're losing and the Cowboys are winning, like the Cowboys have got a couple of games there where they could put some points on um, from memory. Yeah, the Warriors next week. And then oh, they got the Rabbitohs as well. Yeah, no, probably, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to give up on my dreams of being the minor premiers, but I'm okay with second. I, yeah, I think win it all from second is, is yeah, much, much more fun. Much to more be romantic fair. anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys, let's wrap it up here, right? Eh? Yeah. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Enjoy your. Uh, if you're feeling uh, like you don't want to put your questions on the podcast because you're uh, worried people are going to snake you in your head-to-head matchups, which might be part of the reason, uh, feel free to inbox us on anywhere other than Twitter or Facebook. So basically, just Instagram, um, <laughs> and we'll get back to you. Enjoy your weekend of footy, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys.